Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. G'day Asher, how are you? Very well, how are you? Good, Dirty Mike. What's up? Now, we've not done this before. We're in uncharted waters and we're actually just reviewing cars. The first car we're going to review is a 2007 Prius. Yeah. It's great to start with a bang, hey? <laughs> well, you got to start strong. Now, all these episodes, when we do them, and because we haven't done this before, this show will evolve, it will change. But we're going to talk about the car. We're going to have a look at how much it was brand new. We're going to do a price spot check of how much you can get it for. And then we'll talk about our preconceived ideas of the car. And then we'll go and take it for a spin and come back and, re- and we'll review it. And we'll look at um, all the different review categories which we'll get into. So, Dirty Mike, yeah. for people who don't know you, what do you do and who are you? I'm an architectural designer. That's who I am and what I do. That's how I identify. <laughs> you, t- you wrap yourself up in your occupation. Absolutely. Don't, There's zero depth here. <laughs> don't take, psychologists say take, you shouldn't take do two. that? Take two. <laughs> <laughs> no, take two. That's it. <laughs> don't, don't psychologists say it's like you, you are, your job isn't your identity. That's right. And so when, it, when my job doesn't go well, it affects everything in my life. <laughs> It's not great. So, you've been on the My Millennial Money podcast before with me. We've uh, profiled your spending habits. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Interesting episode, that one. Uh, Are you like married, single or whatever? Uh, Engaged. 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 Nice. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Asha. Yes. What are you? Who are you? (laughs) Who am I? Yeah. I'm an architect. <laughs> yeah. I work for Vandalay Industries. <laughs> I'm not allowed to call myself an architect. No. <laughs> That's why I call myself an architectural designer. I uh, I work in retail. Love it. I do love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, that's all there is to me as well. Yeah, and you've done some voiceover work on the My Millennial Money podcast. Oh, I've done that as well, a little bit, yeah. And you're married. I'm married, expecting a, a child. child on the way, Ooh. which is cool because we're going to talk about the car situation there. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so what's the story behind the Prius? How is it on the show today? Uh, it was or is my fiance's. She bought it off family friends for an okay price. Um, and she doesn't care about cars driving them or anything. It's just a utility. Um, just something to get her from A to B. Um Driving doesn't give her any enjoyment at all. So, it's just an appliance. Appliance is a better way to say it. It's yeah. an appliance for her. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I've always used that term. People yeah. treat like cars like toasters. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's a washing machine for her. <laughs> yeah, okay. It just does one job and... Just washes that's clothes. It. That's yeah, it. just washes clothes. There's no enjoyment out of it. <laughs> and the funny thing, we call Mike Dirty Mike because on the movie The Other Guys, there was this guy called Dirty Mike and the boys and he was homeless and they had group sex in a Prius. In a Prius, yeah. And the hilarious <laughs> thing is... I had no idea that was why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why. And the hilarious thing is, Jolie got a Prius, a Prius. and now yeah. dirty, it's Dirty Mike. Yeah. So is it's it actually just, the same type of year model as well? Like the it's same pretty generation? similar. Uh, yeah, I think probably Will Farrell's, Will, Will Farrell's character is one, is newer. Yeah. Oh. They look the same. Yeah. Good. It's a hatchback. Good. So, Asher... We won't ask Mike's preconceived ideas on the Prius because he owns it. Fair. What are your preconceived ideas on this Prius thing? I mean, my preconceived ideas are 
basically what Mike already said, which is anyone who drives a Prius doesn't generally derive any sort of pleasure from driving. <laughs> they may have an interest in like technology because, you know, it's like a hybrid sort of interesting mm. car in that way. But uh, yeah, at the very most, in terms of like a driving experience, I can't imagine it being anything but uh, like slow and semi-comfortable and like it's sort of built to make it feel like you're not really driving a car. It's just like loosey-goosey yeah. and whatever. I reckon like the Prius, like my preconceived ideas, probably gutless, really cheap, mm. pretty clinical. Yep. Um, you definitely... Like, because a lot of us guys, particularly, and some chicks I know, uh, our identities tied up in our cars. Um, so I couldn't drive a Prius. <laughs> I, I could drive a Prius. I just choose not to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. about to drive a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> no, I choose not to. <laughs> so I, yeah. So I just think it's just it's yeah, it's just cheap. Yep. Good for the environment or whatever that is. Um, but the thing with the this hybrid. Toyota were kind of first to the party with this hybrid stuff. It's not a plug-in and charge it overnight. It they do have them now. They do have them but now, not but this one, the 2007 this model. This is like the first model that was mass-produced, the first successful mass-produced model. So they had, I think, a previous model that wasn't as successful, but this is the one that really broke hybrid technology. At least in like, definitely in Japan, mm. definitely in Australia, um, in America they had the Honda. What is it? The Honda? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember. I don't know. Honda had the hybrid before Toyota, so Toyota weren't given kudos for being the, I guess the, the pioneers of the hybrid technology. But I mean, since then Toyota just made a more practical product. Yeah. So. The- the hybrid that you've got, the Prius, it's a four-cylinder, 1.5-litre. Uh, it was actually released in 2007, the one we're reviewing. Price when new was about 40 grand. Oh, and geez. the private price is now... And I was just looking at Redbook for this. So, it just gives you an idea. Private prices, you know, between 4.7 and 6.4. And the wholesale kind of trading prices between two and a half and four grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's sad. It's worth less than that. Yeah. Uh, but weirdly, doing a spot check, even on car sales, there's one... How many Ks has Joe Lee's got 337 on? 337 as I parked it. Yeah. Now, that's amazing. So, there's a... a 337,000 kilometers on a 1.5 liter engine with old school battery technology still works. Like, I still drove it just on the battery through um, the town on the way to Glenn's house. Like they, it, everything still works, still runs. Everything's tip top. No wow. smoke. Wow. Uh, the there's one here on car sales. It's in Queensland. 2007 Prius with 120 k's on it, so relatively low k's. Nine grand. Mm. Uh, there's another one here for 11 grand with 200,000 k's on it. Yeah. I mean, it's just wild. Like, I'm just not paying that much money for a, <laughs> yeah. a car that's that old. I think, no. yeah, we paid, I think, or Joe Lee paid, um, I think, probably six grand about four years ago. Right, right. Um, high Ks, and there was many dints on it, many stains on the inside, but it still runs. Like, <laughs> Dirty, <laughs> Dirty Mike, Mike and the boys. <laughs> before I got it. But, yeah, but it still runs great. All right. Well, let's uh, let's drop the microphones. 
let's go and take it for a spin. All right, so uh, scoring criteria. I'm gonna go. Okay, initial acceleration. It's uh, the, the definition of gutless. That is to say that if you had to get out of a sticky situation by using your accelerator, it may not cut the mustard. I've just pulled it into traffic and have completely underestimated indeed how bad the acceleration is. There's a car very close behind me, I'm very sorry. Brake pedal feel is quite soft, but it gets the job done. Um, the ride's actually quite good. Especially over speed humps, you get a lot of compliance in the suspension. I don't hear or feel any sort of harshness in the in the suspension. I'm just gonna make a tight right-hand turn here. And oh it understeers. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, the understeer is good. I think understeering would be probably as much fun as you can have in this car. Alright, I've just got in the Prius. So, ooh. sounds like there's a lot of grunt and no action. <laughs> Alright. So my first view of this is that it's really spacious. There is so much room, lots of head height. Um, it's pretty loose as I rock the steering wheel. Um, the steering isn't that responsive. Uh, I don't know where all the controls are for the um, Oh, it's like a digital climate control. The display's pretty crap and old. But I'll make it cooler in here. Uh, my expectations, I think, have been met of what my thoughts are with this car. Uh, I wouldn't want to put too many guys in it. I wouldn't want to put too much weight in this, or it might take a week to get up to speed. Uh, but I'm sure there's, I mean, yeah, it's a utility car. It probably does the job. Well, we're back, guys. We've, uh, <laughs> we've reviewed the Prius. It's an experience for sure. It is definitely an experience. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's an appliance. It's, it's definitely, it yeah, it's a car. So basically, how we're doing this review things, we're kind of rating the cars out of 10 against itself. So, yeah. for what it is, it's like, okay, so this yeah. is a Prius. And then how we're working it is we're reviewing acceleration, braking, steering, ride slash suspension, ride slash cabin noise, interior quality and comfort, perceived safety because, you know, whatever, we'd, everything's a five car cap and cap rating, whatever, yeah. everything gets the We're maximum. not actually crash testing these. <laughs> no. Although looking at the Prius, you would think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, visibility from in the cabin. So what we've done is I've got a spreadsheet 
we're rating all of these sections out of 10. So, it will give us our own average score and then we're going to average the three scores. Uh, and you're, if you're an actuary, there might be a better way to weight these. That, um, <laughs> Probably. Um, we don't know anything yeah. and they're just, it's a bit of fun. So, Asha, what yep. are you giving the Prado in terms of acceleration out of 10? Prius? Or the Prius. Oh, sorry. The Prius. Okay. So, the Prius in terms of acceleration, four. He gets a four from <laughs> yeah. me. I, I think that's high. <laughs> Yeah, I was, we'll, toying with we'll a, saying, I was toying with a three. but yeah. I was saying off mic, there is, like with any sort of, I guess, a car, especially with mechanical, the petrol part of it and the CVT gearbox, there is a way to use it. And when driving both of your cars, there's a way to do it that would benefit it better. So when you mash the accelerator on the Prius, the CVT just revs out and it doesn't seem to go anywhere. You go half throttle and it really starts... It feels like it pulls better than yeah. when you mash it. Yeah, so you're going a three on yeah, acceleration. it's still a three. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, look, it. I, I've just... I, you know, I just went five. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. You you put your foot down. It sounds like there's a lot more happening than yeah. what's actually happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the reason I gave it a four was that... Thinking from a, like a safety perspective is that if you were in like a sticky situation where basically going forwards a little bit quicker would be handy... Mm. I'm not confident that would get me out of that situation. No, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, what do we do for brakes? <laughs> uh, braking, I gave it a five. Um, the brake pedal didn't inspire any real confidence. It was very comfortable because there was so much travel until the brakes actually worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it it braked. It yeah. definitely braked. <laughs> just didn't do it as when I thought it would. Yeah. I've also given it a five, Mike. I gave it a three. Yeah. There's, Steering. There's a lot of travel in that brake. It feels very spongy. It does eventually break, but like Ash is saying, it's not confidence inspiring. Mm. No. Uh, steering. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of giving it a six. It, whatever. It's it steered. Yep. Understeer. If you consider, again, if you... It wasn't terrible. If you rate it against itself... I'm not getting a lot of road feel through the steering wheel. I'm not, it doesn't, it's not sharp. It's, it's a nice, comfortable, it points where you want it to, but it's very comfortable feeling. It's like you're driving a 2007 Prius. Exactly <laughs> right. yeah. You see, I actually gave it a seven. Yeah. Oh. I felt like it's got good lock. Oh, I didn't actually pay attention to that. Yeah. I probably should have, but. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's got a uh, hydraulic power steering mm. in it. Mm. I would imagine uh, it's probably, um, Electric to hydraulic. Oh, okay. It I, felt it felt like fully hydraulic to me. So yeah. it felt like the on center was like pretty good. Yeah, yep. It was it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, ride and suspension and cabin noise. What did you guys do for both of those? Um, I gave the ride an eight. It's actually yep. very very cushy. Like over some of the massive speed humps we have around here, you can go over them at a moderate speed and mm. not you know lose your life. It sure does. Um, <laughs> Uh, and cabin noise, um, yeah, it's about average. So, yeah. I mean, I gave it a seven, so that's not average. I yeah, guess. I, I gave it five and five for both. Because, again, if you rate it against itself, it probably is an eight or a seven just because it is what it is. It's comfortable enough. The upright seating position is very comfortable. Mm. Um, and the, it, it is a bit noisy in the cabin for what is supposed to be a comfortable Mm. sort of thing. I'm sure if you got a, a more specced up one, it's probably a little bit quieter. But. Yeah, I, I think I just went five and eight. I was probably a little bit generous on the actual cabin noise and the 
the ride, yeah. the suspension. You take it out on the freeway, you start to hear that cabin noise. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like that at high speed, it would sort of, you'd hear the wind buffeting off yeah. the mirrors and you'd sort of reveal it's, a few it's a big balls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, safety, uh, Asher and I gave it a seven. And this is perceived safety. We don't know yeah. anything. Uh, Michael, you gave it a six. Yeah, just because it feels like it's it's a big cabin that doesn't seem to have much frame around it. Mm. So I don't know how... Mm. Um, again, I'm sure it's all fine. They're all five star. It's all fine, but I just feel like it's a bit too open. Yeah, the um, we all gave fuel economy ten. Uh, that's because, that's why you buy a Prius. Yeah, if you want fuel economy, buy a Prius. Yeah, totally. uh, or a hi- a hybrid of similar specs. Yeah. Now the vil- visibility. Um, I gave it an eight because there's a lot of glass, and I felt yeah. I could actually see a fair bit of the world. Yeah. It's surprisingly not very good. See, right. I gave it a five because I got confused by because the rear window, <laughs> yeah. part of it is it tinted, gets broken up, yeah. and part of it is clear. Yeah. And I thought the rear vision mirror was on like that night mode, so I switched <laughs> it and it looked exactly the same. Yeah. And but other than that, I mean, that's just probably a personal flaw more than anything. Yeah. I, I've I've put a dent in the side pulling out of a car park. Joe Lee's put one in, and there was many more when we first got it too. I'm I, like so okay. The overall kind of averages of our individual score. I've gave it a six point seven eight out of ten. Uh, Asher, you've given it six point four four, and Michael's given it five point two two. That's amazing. It's like yeah. <laughs> the longer you have it, the more disappointed you are. Well, it's just. It's I like mean, it is really what it is. Like I'm. I don't like an appliance car. Yeah. Like I. I would much prefer to drive a yeah. car car for like sort of the the feel of how how it is. But if you if you don't care about any of that ex- driving experience, it's great. Yeah. So it's probably I have been probably a little bit too cruel on it. But for what it is, I think it's probably I think we're probably getting there, like to a six yeah. And so a half. our aggregate kind of average score between the three of us is six point one five. Yeah, out of ten. I mean, uh, it's obviously biased through the fact that all of us obviously enjoy real cars. Yeah, <laughs> not that this isn't a real car. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's real. You drove car. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not it, a driver's it's car. It's not a driver's yeah. car. No. Um, I think probably the, the average, like that total score, 6.15, is probably a little bit too mean. Mostly brought down by myself, but so I think a, like a six and a half to seven Yes. Car. So should we veto that and agree that it's probably a six and a half or a seven out of 10? I'm happy to give that up. Because yeah. the one thing we didn't kind of, that isn't a, um, it probably fits more in the interior quality and comfort. It's actually quite roomy. It's very roomy in there, very comfortable. Like when we go away on long trips, like we drove down to Victoria before all of this stuff happened, but we packed the car with all camping gear and just did a road trip down to Victoria and back again, mm. spent like a week doing it. We took the Prius because it fits a lot more inside because mm. it's a big cabin. Yeah. And also when you're just sitting in the car for like, you know, five, six hours, it's it's a it feels like a regular seating position other than like I've like got an old IS two fifty Lexus yeah that's a lot lower and it's a bit more awkward to get in and out of mm. the seating's more geared to that sporty driving rather than comfortable so we agreeing six and a half or seven as a veto I I I don't want to go seven because yeah, seven feels like too much. Yeah. Six seven and a half is like, fine. Yeah. yeah, I will say that the interior is quite Spartan as well. It's like it's it's, it's Toyota. How, it's a Toyota. But, uh, but also it's, it's like how do I start the well. bastard? How do I turn the aircon up? 
How do as I? As soon as I saw the the, uh, the gear shift, I was yeah. like, <laughs> "It's like that meme. Have you seen the guy driving the bus yeah, with yeah, his yeah. finger?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that you just put it where, like, you say in D, and yeah. it goes back to where it was. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, something's wrong here." Yeah, yeah. Like, put it into drive like ten times. I mean, it's it got lots of storage space. Yeah. The, um, the thing is, like, yeah, it's one of those things. If you do buy this from a dealer and they give you the spiel, like, if you bought a car from a dealer, they give you a spiel on how everything works. Oh, they'll sell it. But you usually just like. The dealer's showing me how the aircon works in my Lexus. And I'm like, okay, mate, I think I've got it. I can see the button. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but whereas in the Prius, you probably have to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a few more odd oddities inside it. And I think it's one thing we actually probably need to add to our reviews is the uh, has it aged well? Because we are reviewing secondhand cars. Yeah. I yeah, think I like it's that. aged like a Toyota would. Yeah, I think probably the styling's probably... I mean, 2006 is probably aged... Yeah, I'd say it's aged pretty well. It's not great, it's, but it's... It was pretty out there back when it came out. That's right. So yeah. I don't think it's ever looked amazing yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. no, I never thought it looked amazing. I always <laughs> yeah. thought it looked different. Like it looked, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it hasn't... It doesn't look... I still think it probably holds up better than... In terms of looks-wise, some of the other cars in that era. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and answer a listener question. 10% of today's podcast is brought to you by Ethanol. Kyle Williams asks, are cars worth selling prior to 100,000 K so that you're not paying for big repairs, shockies, brakes, etc., or just keep the car as long as possible? We've probably we might all have some different views on this. I don't think so. <laughs> What's your view, Asher? So, I think the the biggest issue with people who maybe aren't into cars as much as we are is that this idea that 100,000 Ks, well, this is the point where things start getting real murky. Like, things are going to cost me a lot of money. Um, you know, the car's going to break down on me. I better sell it while I can while it's still working. Okay. Our parents probably had that view because they were driving around in 84 XS, XF Falcons. Absolutely. And yeah, 100K. Oh, see, I disagree. I think an 86 XF Falcon probably holds up to 300Ks more than a newer Yeah, you've got to do freaking three head gaskets though. Yeah, but like even... It's easy still, to access though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, like some of the older cars, like I had an old VB Commodore that yeah. had a 253 engine in it. Yeah. I ran that with no coolant for half hour drive home Tried to turn it off. The thing was so hot, it wouldn't turn itself off. It would keep popping and spluttering. The engine was so hot, it was actually igniting the fuel that was still left in the carby <laughs> as I was trying to go to sleep. Mm. It was that hot. It wouldn't make it up the hill. I had to like go around a different way because it was so hot, it lost all its power. So what are you saying? So you Old, act- Older cars are better built. Uh, they're not safer. They're not as comfortable. I, th- I don't know. Older cars, they weren't dishing out seven-year warranties. I reckon they could have. No. My VB, like I said, like I treated that like absolute, like a piece of crap. Because you've got to think with this whole seven-year warranty, it's it's like all the parts make up the whole or whatever that saying is. I agree with newer cars. You do need to sort of think about when things go. So I had an old VB Commodore. Mm. Then my dad had a VT Commodore and the handle would just snap because it's all plastic. My car was all metal. There was almost no plastic in it. But if you got a newer car from when they started using plastic and sensors have, and have computers... You, have, have, you, have you seen the handle issues with the old Falcons? They were rubbish. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know about... I, this, this is the thing. I don't know Fords. I only know Holdens. Yeah. I know some Ford stuff, but... I don't know. So, my view on Kyle's question mm. is 
in this day and age, you know, when you go to look at a secondhand car, mm. usually if it walks like a duck and it's quacking like one, it probably is one. So if it looks like a heap of crap, it's mm. probably a heap of crap. Yeah. Uh, but all cars, you look after it, it will look after you. That's I don't right. think there's this 100,000 yeah. line in no. the sand. Yeah. So the Volvo that I've got, it's a 2010. Mm-hmm. It's got 130 on it. Yeah. I've had the rotors replaced. I haven't even done the shockies. They'll probably last. Yeah. Well, that's it's, the thing. It's, it's like everything. good. There are consumable items of a car. That's right. You don't sell a car because you have to do a service on it. You also or replace don't, the tires. You don't have to. You don't have to sell a car just because you have to do suspension components, like shockies. You don't have to sell a car to do even things like um, coolant. Like you should be changing out coolant every now and again and changing brake fluid every now and again yep. because they are they are consumable products. And I, I would say as well, like Kyle, if you've got your car that's got a hundred thousand Ks on it, hey, if you do replace the shockies, you got another you hundred thousand out of them. That those shockies are yep. good. If you replace the discs, you know that they've just been replaced. Yeah. Where if you go, oh, it's got hundred on it, I'll go and sell it and get something with eighty. You might be replacing the disc the next week. Yeah, totally. So I think it's that better the devil you know. Also, like, do you research on the car? Like, some cars do start to fall apart at a certain age mm. level and it's not necessarily the kilometers it could be just the how old it is it could have low k's low k's is always better for sure because it shows less use but if you've got like a 2006 with 100,000 k's on it it's still now it's still an old car regardless of the k's but that just means it's been driven as much as it should have been driven every year like- yeah but the prius has 337 yep. at the moment it's fine yeah. Like, it's a fine car. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say to Kyle, like you said, it'll just keep the car as long as possible. If you're happy with it, if it's doing its job, you're keeping regular services, you're going to get your car serviced every 10,000 Ks. I mean, I think the Volvo says, oh, service it every 15,000. Yeah. I just take it every 10. Yeah. Yeah. Why I not? just keep on top of it. And the funny thing is, is that selling a car before 100,000 Ks, I, I know I, as like a used car buying enthusiast, <laughs> I'm highly qualified. I'm yeah, very experienced. I would rather buy a car that has maybe 110,000, 120,000 Ks than a car with 80 or 90 because I know most likely... Especially with the Subaru, it's done the timing chain already after 100,000. All the major service service has been done and you don't have to forecast. Hopefully it should have been done. You should check that for sure. Well, after 100,000 Ks, there's a big major service a lot of the time. So yeah, if you get 120,000 K used car, you can check that You know now the timing chain or the timing belt now it's 20Ks old rather than 80,000. Totally. Yeah, and that was with the uh, Prado I got at 150Ks. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to do a, a big timing belt. Yeah. Yep. And the like, seriously, all I did, she had all the receipts in the glove box. Yeah. She goes, it's service up to that. Yep, sweet. I'm just scrolling through looking for, yeah, 145Ks timing belt, major service done. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you so, need to see, really. So I think it's that researching the style of car that you like, jumping on some forums seeing when the major service is and if you can get something that's had that major service you'll save money for instance yeah like definitely a subaru a used subaru you kind of want to get either one with fifty thousand or one with 120 mm, totally because that that major service with all the with the huge serpentine belt that goes around the top so the valve um two head gaskets yeah the blah, two blah, head blah. all that stuff mm. usually gets done at about a hundred hundred thousand so a hundred and twenty thousand kilometer Subaru is what you should look for. Totally. Unless you want to get a real low K one. All right. We might leave it there. Thanks the other so thing. Much. Ooh, no. Glenn, Glenn sells cars every six months. Yeah, so also, Kyle, 
do what you want to do. If you want to get rid of your car at 100,000 and get another car, if it's not a money problem, it's more just you don't like it anymore. Yeah, do what you want. Totally. If you've got the money and you want to, there's no rules. Yeah. If you want to just get a new car because you're sick of it, like Glenn does every six months, then do that too. Yeah. I think the difference as well is like, I don't have car loans or any of that crap. Yeah. So it's just easier and less stress. Yeah. It just becomes like any other sale and purchase. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh no, I feel like this. And actually it took me a little bit uh, because society tells us that, oh, you have a car for five years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It actually struggled with changing cars that often Mm -hmm. because people would judge you. I get people who talk about it to me all the time, like, but you only just got a new car and yeah. you know maybe that was 12 months ago and it's yeah. like, yeah, but I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've felt it. I've driven it. I know what this car is all about yeah. and and I want to move on and, and get I something try, more ridiculous. I want to try, try a different car. I want yeah. to see what this car does and how this car feels. Mm. Yeah. So, thanks so much for listening. If you've got any feedback, there's a link in the show notes. Um, if you want to send a question in, we'll answer it. We're not setting out to add any value. If you want to uh, give us a review and you listen on iTunes, uh, give us a five-star, write some nice words. If you want to trash us, just still give us a five-star and yeah, then trash us. Don't. You don't have to listen. And we're not making you listen. Yeah. just If you don't like it, please just don't listen because the stars hurt our feelings. Yeah, they really do. five or none. We're trying really hard to get some sponsorships going. Yeah. You're going to really ruin that for us. <laughs> yeah. This is a crazy thing like... People like, so I've been podcasting for a long time now and it's like the amount of like, people will just hate something so much with a passion. It's like, I'm not making them listen. <laughs> also, the, you know, if, if you don't think we deserve a sponsorship, nobody will listen and we won't get one. So the fact that you give us one star just hurts our feelings. The one star That's doesn't right. do heaps to stop but us getting But I'd rather you give us a five star. That's right. And, say th- and then write. This is actually one star, but I'm not messing with the algorithm. (laughs) Please don't. Yeah, don't listen to it. It's a waste of time. Five stars. stars. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So anyway, I've had a lot of fun doing our first episode. Uh, Yes, it's kind of a spin-off out of the My Millennial Money community. It's not really about money. We don't know if you should get a a Novated lease or a car loan or whatever. We might touch on it and give our own anecdotal opinions. I think we all like to buy cars cash if we can. Totally. Uh, but you do you boo and we'll see you guys soon yeah bye bye